Welcome back to today's episode of The Emily Show. I am recording an extra episode this week to talk about Britney Spears' court hearing on November 12, 2021 at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Because why? Because it's a big fucking deal. And a lot of people who are just catching up to what's going on with the Britney Spears conservatorship are like, hey, what's happening? So today I'm going to run down kind of the run up to this court date, a brief kind of road so far background, and what I think may and may not happen and where we go from here. There are still lots of things pending that are not going to be handled on November 12th. So even if the court terminates the conservatorship, it's not going to never be back in court again. It doesn't just end on the 12th. So we have lots to talk about today, but this will be a shorter episode in that we are trying to do a catch-up road so far. This is me telling myself to not talk forever. So we should just get all the way into it, right? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll the music. I love the intro music. I really do. I love it so much. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. Miss Brittany has been very vocal on social media lately, particularly on the Instagrams, and dimed out her mom and former business manager, Lou Taylor, and her dad, and all the things. And we covered that in another episode. But the quote for today's episode comes also from Brittany's Instagram, where she said, sorry, I'm not sorry. And she posted, after I thought about it, I'm not sorry at all, with the like, hands up, shoulder shrug, what are you going to do about it emoji? I don't know. What do we call that emoji with the shoulder shrug? It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's that. It's the meh emoji. So sorry, I'm not sorry. And I think Brittany's not sorry about speaking her truth at all. She has been very vocal. She referred to it in that previous Instagram, now deleted previous Instagram post as a family business. She said her dad wasn't smart enough to come up with the conservatorship, that that was all her mom and Lou Taylor. And this was all right around the time that her mother filed a motion for attorney's fees. Now, if you watched my stream about it, you will know how I felt about the fuckery that ensued in that motion. But there have been a lot of motions in this case since the last court appearance. And at the last court appearance, November, November, we're in November, Emily, September 29th, if you'll remember, that was the day James Spears got yeeted. He was officially suspended as the conservator of the estate. A temporary conservator of the estate was appointed, and a temporary conservator of the person has been appointed. After that happened, Lynn Spears filed a motion for attorney's fees, taking a lot of credit for the yeeting of James Spears. What's interesting is that the estate of Brittany pays for the lawyers of those in connection with the conservatorship that are acting on behalf of or for the benefit of 
the conservatorship. That includes the flying fleets of fucking lawyers that James Spears has employed that the court has up till now approved of without so much as an objection up until the last, um, well, a little more than a year now, year and a half now, from Sam Ingham, Brittany's court-appointed attorney, who was also getting paid by Brittany. And then when there's the conservator of the person, Jody Montgomery, her lawyers are also being paid by Brittany's estate. So there are a lot of lawyers on payroll here, and we'll talk about that soon, because we got to talk about the 12th accounting, and y'all are like, oh, the 12th accounting. Yep. Still not settled yet. So with that, Lynn Spears is asking for her legal fees to be paid by the estate of Britney Spears, saying that it was her that was act well, her through her lawyers, that was acting in the interest of the conservatorship by actually standing up and starting to object, by raising issues with James Spears and doing things that her court-appointed counsel, Sam Ingham, wasn't doing, and really threw Sam Ingham under the bus quite a lot in this 12th accounting, to which I was like, Uh, Not shocked. (laughs) Not surprised. I mean, Sam Ingham was making over $500,000 a year from Britney. He was appointed by the court. This was not Britney's choice. And he has other clients. This isn't his only one. So it's not as if Sam hasn't also gotten paid for his work here. Y'all, my little guy came in to say hi, and I completely lost my train of thought. So I apologize. We're going to like try to choo-choo back onto the train about the lawyers and Lynn Spears and Sam Ingham and Lynn taking the reins and saying, I did all the heavy lifting. I think that's probably where we are. But if you're like, there's no cohesion here, correct. There's no cohesion here, which is why it's probably the right time to thank today's sponsor. (laughs) We're going to go find our train of thought and be back. A huge thank you to today's sponsor, Quip. Quip is an electric toothbrush company. They have really gentle sonic toothbrushes. It's just, you know, you can barely even hear it. It is such a great little toothbrush. I love the all black metal one that I got, but I also love their toothpaste. And I love that with the smart toothbrush, it connects to your phone with Bluetooth and you can gamify your whole experience and win not just like rewards points and little badges, but like actual rewards. You can get money off in credits and discounts and free quit products and refillable floss. They have a refillable flosser. It's so clever and you can just get refills delivered, but you can also get rewarded for brushing your teeth twice a day, which you should be doing anyway. I mean, obviously. And you can also get things like a solar battery charger so you can take your toothbrush with you wherever, a tote bag, and even Target e-gift cards. What? You can actually win rewards for doing things that are healthy for your mouth. I love it, but the thing I love the most is the refill plan. So not only can you get a new brush head sent to your house every three months for $5 in free shipping, because sometimes the brush head on your toothbrush gets all like bad hair day. That's when you're supposed to replace it. (laughs) But you can also get your other dental needs sent to your house too. Mouthwash and toothpaste and floss can all be shipped on a recurring subscription. So you don't have to worry about running out of the things you need. Did I mention that the back of the toothbrush head has a little tongue scraper? So you don't even need a separate thing. I just, I think it's so great. I think it's so great. I love, love, love being able to set it and forget it with a delivery so I don't have to worry about being out of what I need and so I don't go nine months without changing the head on my toothbrush. You're supposed to change them every three months. Yep. Don't let me, don't let me get started on how often you're supposed to change your mascara. (laughs) 
Because I know, I know most of you aren't doing it, but yes, you're supposed to change your toothbrush. And the quip brushes are small and light, so they're really easy to maneuver for kids. Because the sonic action on the toothbrush is not super aggressive, both of my kids can maneuver and use this toothbrush, which I like. And then they can gamify their experience too. So if you're interested, you can go check out getquip.com slash Emily Show right now, and you'll get your first refill free. That's right. First free refill at getquip.com slash Emily Show, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Emily Show. Quip, the good habits company. Thank you for being a sponsor and thank you for making products that make sense. Well, I didn't all the way find my train of thought, but hopefully now you've forgotten what I was talking about too. We can just start fresh. <laughs> right? We're just we're just gonna start fresh. But I was pretty um blown away by the fact that Lynn Spears was taking so much credit for the removal of James Spears. And her lawyers were saying, look, we've been working to bring Matthew Rosengart, Brittany's new attorney, up to speed. We've been working with the conservatorship estate. But Lynn has always been an interested party. She's not a conservator. She's not one of the conservatorship team. So I don't think she has a right to be paid out of Britney's estate. They cited the law saying that anyone act, well, not anyone, but that individuals acting on behalf or for the benefit of the conservatorship may be paid. But I think there will be some objections here. Maybe there won't be, but it's over $800,000 in legal fees they're seeking. And that is quite a lot. So I mean, I guess in uh, in in relativity to all the other lawyers, James Spears's legal team is seeking in the millions of dollars. So, and this, to be fair, does cover not just a few months. It covers the time span since Lynn inserted herself into this conservatorship in 2019. It does talk about Lynn's uh, Lynn's work with. Sam Ingham to try to remove James Spears back in 2019 that did not work at that point and trying to bring on Bessemer Trust and other things. So there was some indication of things that have gone on behind the scenes, but we know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes because there are other court documents coming in from Matthew Rosengart, who has subpoenaed TriStar Entertainment, Robin Greenhill, and James Spears in separate subpoenas also with interrogatories, requests for document production, and things like that. These are extensive documents seeking all of the, inf- like all of the information. Um, as to James Spears, I haven't seen the objections filed in court yet, but I think they will object to some of these being overbroad. But also with James Spears, he owes a fiduciary responsibility as the conservator of the estate to turn over everything to the new conservator of the estate. So I think that Rosengart will have his hands on most of the things James Spears had or still has, because there's always that concern. But with regard to TriStar and Robin Greenhill, we've just seen the objections that have been filed in court saying, you know, TriStar has not been involved in all of the bugging of, or the alleged bugging of Britney's room. We did not, we're not involved with her medication. We're not involved with black box. Like we didn't do these things that are alleged by the whistleblower in the New York Times documentary. And it seems that that's really what Rosengard is seeking information about. But there are a list well, a list. There are exhibits of emails back and forth between TriStar's attorney at Gibson Dunn in LA and Matthew Rosengart's office. Rosengart seeking the 
initial agreement between TriStar and Britney Spears, but TriStar was brought on after she was in the conservatorship. Those might be documents that uh, James Spears has as well. Some of the objections from TriStar are like, look, we turned over everything to the new business management. Rosengard is saying, hey, why can't you just give us your agreement? What was your agreement as the business manager for Britney Spears while you were negotiating all of these things? Where's the written agreement that you were representing her as a business manager? And we've seen TriStar in the news and mentioned pretty frequently lately. One, there's a lot of deep dives into Lou Taylor and her part in this conservatorship. But two, she also is the businessman, well, she through TriStar is the business management company for Travis Scott. And with the Astro World disaster and the lawsuits quickly unfurling in that case, we have heard TriStar brought up more and more. And whether they will be sued directly as the business manager, I don't think it's clear yet from any information that's in the public sphere what role they played in producing the event or if TriStar was one of the members of these other business entities and LLCs that were put together to organize the event, which I think is probably more likely. So we are seeing a really concerted effort of Matthew Rosengart to uncover discovery from both, you know, TriStar as a company and Robin Greenhill, all stemming back to that documentary. And their lawyers really saying, no, this, all of the business paperwork's been turned over to the new business management company that was hired when we left. Remember, we went over the court documents on YouTube mostly that had TriStar withdrawing as the business management due to death threats received by Lou Taylor. And some of those were included in those court documents, but also there was a cease and desist that seemed to be sent out on behalf of Lou Taylor as an individual from legal counsel for James Spears being paid through the estate. So we also see requests for production about any other benefits either Robin Greenhill or TriStar received from the estate. It's not untoward or improper or weird that they're objecting to subpoenas. This, All of that part um, is happening in kind of the regular course of civil law and motion. It's just, we served a subpoena. We want to sit down with you. We want all this document production. And the other side has the right to say, that's overbroad. We're quashing the subpoena. You don't have a right to all that information. We'll give you this information. We can't get that information and start to have those conversations. And I don't think that the attorneys, look, hear me all the way to the end of this sentence. I don't think the attorneys for TriStar have been unreasonable in their pushback with Rosengart. Some of the requested documents are broad. Some of those should be gotten from the business manager now that have been turned over. Some of the things he's asking for are right on and should be turned over. But this is the job of the attorneys for the company to make those representations and make those objections. They're trying to narrow the scope of depositions just to the 2019 accounting, which is that 12th accounting we have talked about so much. The 12th accounting is set to be heard again on December 8th. So no matter what happens in court on November 12th, we still have more court hearings and more proceedings that aren't done. There are payments that haven't been made. The accounting has to be cleared up. And it's not just the 12th accounting. A 12th accounting and a 13th accounting will need to be done. The 12th accounting has been pending for years. The 13th accounting will need to be done as well because 
the accountings go by year of the conservatorship. So the accounting for the 12th year of the conservatorship is where we first started seeing objections, which is why this is taking so long. And that in that accounting is when James Spears did things like just approve a pay raise to, you know, TriStar without any perceived additional benefit to Britney or to her estate. It's like, well, why are we just paying them more? Like, why did we just agree in a pandemic when Britney's not performing and said she wasn't performing to just pay them more? Like, what, what, what are they getting from their, what are we getting? We being not me, but we being the Britney Spears conservatorship estate. What benefit is the estate getting from a business manager during a, a pandemic where you can't perform anywhere where Britney has said to the court, she's not performing. Why are you getting a raise? To do, to do what? So those kinds of questions have been raised with the 12th accounting, and then they're still fighting over the payment to James Spears' attorneys for these $500,000 plus for media matters. You know how I feel about it. You know how I feel about it. Look, if you're hiring PR, hire PR, but it doesn't benefit the estate, so don't pay it out of the estate. Pay that out of your own pocket. That's all I'm saying. So there still are a lot of procedural things that will need to happen before this this particular case is no longer in court. And that doesn't mean that Rosengart won't bring subsequent cases or ask for a criminal investigation down the line. He's clearly indicated in court filings that he intends to. What is set for the 12th is just the motion hearing for the termination of the conservatorship. There's a couple ways this can go. And of course, I'm going to be following this closely, though I won't be in LA. We're going to have a live stream on Friday night, November 12th, talking about it. I will be sharing about it on social media. If you don't follow me there at the Emily D. Baker, go right ahead. And uh, that's on all social media platforms. So what can happen is the court can ask for more time. The court can ask for a plan, what the wrap-up plan is, and say, okay, this is the wind up plan and we will officially be done on this date. None of the parties though are objecting. So there shouldn't be wrangling in court between the lawyers. It should be a procedural matter for how this conservatorship is going to be wound down and what that looks like. It doesn't mean that all of Britney's money is just going to go to her. I imagine what will be asked for is that Britney's financial estate stays in the hands of the business manager with the newly appointed CPA in that capacity of taking care of her money from a business management perspective, just not with the oversight of the court in a conservatorship way. There's less onerous reporting, less restrictions, and things like that. Or the court can say, we're just terminating the conservatorship of the person, which deals with mostly the medical and the day-to-day life and the vacations and things. And Brittany, do you do you, boo-boo. You, whatever, you're fine. We're done. And just ending the conservatorship of the person, but not the conservatorship of the estate until all those accountings are done. Now, truly, the accountings have to be done before the conservator of the estate is cleared. There are bonds in place, $47 million worth of bonds in place for the conservators of the estate, including James Spears, to make sure things were done properly. And that investigation is nowhere near done. So there will be a wind up or wrap up period. The words the court says on Friday will be very interesting. Will the judge say, I am terminating the conservatorship? Will the court say, I am beginning the termination of the conservatorship? This is the 90-day, 120-day roundup period. Or I am terminating the conservatorship of the person 
effective today, and I am extending the conservatorship of the estate three more months to do to wind up the financials. These financials are not going to wind up easily. The court can reserve jurisdiction over that and wind up the financials, I believe, from the motions I've been reading, without the conservatorship actively being in place. Um, so there's a couple ways that can go. I will be very surprised if at a minimum the conservatorship of the person is not terminated. I've seen no objections to termination from anyone. So if there's no objection from anybody, then what would the court's reasoning be to not terminate it? So it will be interesting to see what happens. I know everyone in the kind of the free Britney movement is like holding their breath for Britney to be out from under the thumb of the conservatorship. I think the biggest wins in this case have come from Britney speaking in court on June 23rd. And that led the court to appoint her own lawyer in July. And a lot has happened since July in this conservatorship. In court speak, this has all moved fairly quickly. Um, in real life speak, it probably doesn't feel like it's moved quickly because it's been 13 years of this. But for court, we've <laughs> we've seen large movement in court from June to now. Brittany got her own attorney in July. Her dad got yeeted in September. And maybe we will see the termination of this conservatorship and then the winding up of the financials, which is not going to be done tomorrow. There are still hearings on calendar. Those hearings will remain on calendar. There's still a lot of fighting over the money to be done, but that can be done without the restrictions of the conservatorship of the person. And there's no reason that it can't be. I'm very curious to see what the court does. Please let me know on social what you're thinking about this case. And we will, we, me, me, I, <laughs> I will keep covering the financial documents because now I'm A, I'm invested, but B, I'm curious. I want to know what the court is going to do with the Media Matters money. I am very, very interested. I want to know what court's going to do with Lynn Spears's motion for attorney's fees to be paid by Brittany when she chose to join this fight. Like, just, Lynn, do the right thing. Just be there. Just, just be there without, I don't know, expectation of return or gain or payment. That's all. Just be there. So I will be keeping a weary eye on what the court does on November 12th. I will be looking forward to the December 8th hearing with regard to the financials. Let's all cross our fingers and hope for the best for Brittany. I, I mean, with anyone... You just hope that they feel safe and that they feel supported and that they get to pursue their happiness. Like, I don't know what else more we can, we can hope for people, you know? So I hope that for Brittany, it seems that that has not been the case at all for the last 13 years. I really want to see when they get to the bottom of the bugging of her bedroom. I believed the whistleblower. I absolutely did. There were emails back and forth. This is a, the bugging of the bedroom seems to me to be a real thing. I believe the whistleblower who spoke, um, he had emails back and forth where Sam Ingham was inquiring about it. And if Sam Ingham was inquiring about it, that's because somebody knew, right? Those emails aren't just coming out of nowhere. And I hope as Rosengart and his firm start going through all of the emails that they have from Ingham, from Jamie, James Spears, from his attorneys, that we get a clearer picture and, and figure out what was going on there because it's some pretty dark shit, truly. All right, hashtag free Britney, let's go. Let's go. I will be live to break down whatever happens um, on Friday night. 
And then I will be sharing around the social. So raise a glass and let's uh, let's say it all together if we can get it right. <laughs> let's be honest. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Lonard. I will see you in the next one. And if all goes according to plan, we will be talking about all the new court shit with regard to Erica Girardi, Tom Girardi, Ron Richards, Jay Edelson, and all of the mess that's playing out in that case right now. I will talk to you in the next one.